How late did you make it on? Oh, I was I was alive with the sound of music, sir. Really? That's an upset. Mm-hmm. I thought you wanted to sh- <laughs> I thought you were in for the night when I texted you. So we're going downtown to make content. You're like, nah. I was like, oh, you'll be in bed by 7.30. So you made it. I didn't leave the house, but yeah. I do the thing where I proud of myself. I set an alarm for 11.55 so I can wake up and watch the ball drop. Are you familiar with Jelly Roll? I'm familiar with the artist named Jelly Roll. Of course you are. Yes. Of course you are. (laughs) I had a feeling you were. I didn't say I liked him, but I I know who he is. When I saw that dude... My first thought was, did Bubba Sparks and Post Malone have a baby? I think my favorite tweet was, Jelly Roll looks like the Wish.com version of Post Malone. But then he started this. I'm like, oh, that's Julio's. That, that's, that's got Chilio written all over it. <laughs> Tell you what, though, I would have taken Jelly Roll over freaking Nick Owens or Jake Owens or whatever that guy was at the stadium oh, series. The stadium series. Why was Leonard Skinnerd in the year of our Lord 2024? Whoever was left. Uh, Aren't they all dead? First of all, who's left of Leonard Skinner? They're all dead. Second of all. I think he's like the kid. I think the kid's still going. Sure. No, you know what? Make me, no, they were the headline act on whatever channel no. it was on in my house. You know what actually got me mad? Speaking of the stadium series, because we got stuck with Tiki, Tinky, Tiki Talk or whatever the hell that was called. Did you watch the, the Seattle cracking game? Mm-mm. They had heart as the intermission. They came out, I heard the riff to Barracuda, like, bow, bow, bow. I'm like, why can't we get that? Oh, she's from, oh, they're from Seattle, Seattle, right? Which gets the, like, why can't we get like a local Sisters. artist? Yeah. yeah. Tell you what, though. I mean, they're up there in age, but those, those grandmas crushed it, man. Still getting it done. I loved it. Anyway, I'm impressed. I'm surprised you, uh, oh, we get to, since, it's finally 2024. Yes. We get to open up the kitten calendar. I'm very excited about Got this. Got that for you at the dollar store <laughs> in July. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. OG. 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 Golly. Gosh, OG. Here we go. Merry New Year. Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. The college football playoff semifinals are in the books. We get an all Big Ten title game, Joe. We were not given an all SEC future SEC championship game. We get the Big Ten championship game just as ESPN scripted it. Right? You know, you know, David Tepper tossing the water, which we'll get to a little bit later on. I'm sure there was an ESPN exec. They had, did you see that they had the SEC network with their own Rose Parade float? The SEC network had people out there for that. If Florida State was in the Rose Bowl, do you think they would have put Mark Packer and the crew out there? Hell no. They would never have done I'm not seeing Eric McElhaney out there. You know this about ESPN. So we get an all Big Ten. Uh, I'm not surprised that Michigan is in the championship game, Joe. I am a little bit surprised that the Michael Penix Jr. roller coaster results in championship game appearance. Good for Washington. Good for, good for the Pac-12 in their last year. Let's see if they can walk this thing off. My initial my initial takeaway, Michigan's going to win the thing. I was impressed by the way Michigan overcame that typical, whew, you haven't played in a month. Because every championship game, all these CFP 
games have and even the bcs has these like weird starts because these teams haven't played in a month man they've been doing all the media appearances they've been doing the stuff around town all that stuff that happens right so when they were kind of derping over themselves i thought man alabama's gonna make them pay alabama didn't make them pay they survived that first quarter and then they still had the special teams mistakes too even late and i thought man like michigan is beating them up front michigan is holding them down defensively and they're moving the ball but special teams continues to bite them what was it like 11 points essentially they spotted alabama so michigan always looked like the better team to me and i think they'll be able to do the same thing against washington in the championship game next week which gets to one of the more interesting things that came out of the result not jim harbaugh and whether or not he's going to the nfl It's the way that Nick Saban talked about this Alabama team after the game. It's almost like after all these years and multiple national championships and being in your mid seven or 72, it's almost like he has like the clarity to understand, man, we were fortunate to be here in the first place. I love this group. Didn't work out in the end. I'll take it. I thought was, was, that was surprising from Nick Saban. You know me, I've been on Nick Saban's going to retire. And I do think this will be the last time he gets a kick at the can. Even, okay. even if he doesn't retire, he won't have another group there. You look at this Alabama team. None of their running backs are pros. None of their receivers are pros. Their quarterback may or may not be a pro. Mm. And it may be at a different position. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's an unbelievable athlete. Milro. Unbelievable. Oh, athlete. yeah. That, that was a part of the storyline with Bill O'Brien <laughs> and what position he was going to play. It, it gave us the yeah. whole length. I mean, he comedy. Was, I, I did not mind the last play. No, I didn't. Even. I even said before, I go, I don't care. He, the kid's got to run on this play. Mm-hmm. Now, you could have rolled him out a little bit, maybe give him the, the option of throwing that thing. But I had zero problems with Alabama getting down to the two-yard line and saying, Jalen Milrow is going to run the football, and this is how we're going to decide if we play for the national championship yeah. or not. Uh, this was not a classic or vintage Alabama team. This was Dick Saban's best work. Mm-hmm. And I think he appreciates that when you get one last look at this thing. And I think he knows. Whether he retires this week or next week or next year or the year after, he knows uh, these opportunities and he knows how this is all shifting. Um, I thought it was interesting. The very first play of the game, Caleb Downs, you and I, we have lots of conversations. And in the old days, let's talk about the old days. (laughs) In the old days, I would have written a story a long time ago about Caleb Downs. Mm -hmm. Caleb Downs is the safety, freshman safety for Alabama. His brother is Josh Downs. Oh, his father is Gary Downs. Aha. His his brother Josh played football for Carolina because his uncle Dre was an assistant coach at North Carolina. His father Gary was a running back at NC State when I was at NC State. Yeah, I see where you're going with this. So, you know, you and I talk a lot about, oh man, if only Carolina could do this, if only NC State could do that. Yeah. And I would just present to you again of Downs, by the way. He's going to be a top 10 pick in the draft. Like, he is an absolute, he is a stud. He is a dude. He is that guy. And on the very first play of that game, he comes up with an interception and you're going, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Did Wolf blood just make a play? What just happened here? <laughs> That's the lens. So back in the day when you were, used to work at the newspaper, you'd always used to try to find the local angle. Of Every story is local, of course. right? So we would have written stories about Caleb Downs a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, Truth of the matter is, these local schools, even if you could get a Josh Downs, uh, a smaller slot receiver, you can't get the five-star, can't-miss yeah. pro yeah. brother, right? And that's what Alabama does. So the, the whole world is changing, and that's why I think Nick Saban, you should, he should be applauded, kind of like Coach K at the end. Mm-hmm. 
Um, again, th- th- this was not Jerry Judy and uh, no, it was all, not all a of the great Alabama receivers team. that they have running around out there. And you're Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. and you're going, oh, I mean, this Devontae Smith, I mean, name them all. I mean, this was not that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they schemed it up. I, I thought their left tackle was a bit of a problem. I thought Michigan attacked him. Mm-hmm. And Michigan's Michigan has a lot more guys. Yes. Okay. Three years ago, they get to the playoff. They play Georgia. And I said, there's no way they win this football became game because Michigan and Georgia want to play the same way. And you're not going to beat Georgia at Georgia's game. Okay. And they get to this game this year. And guess what? They beat Alabama at Alabama's game. They were better up front on both sides of the ball. I thought they had players in the secondary who made more plays made more plays behind the line of scrimmage that Alabama simply couldn't do when, when they had to, Mm -hmm. when they had to. And I thought Michigan's last drive, JJ McCarthy, I thought he was tight in the first half of this game, throws a pick on the first play of the game, even though it was overturned. Um, I think Michigan was tight. I think Michigan kind of plays like their head coach. Jim Harbaugh is a little odd and tight, you know? Yeah. But there's a little chaos to him. I mean, there was chaos after the game too, because people are trying to ask him about, you know, what did you think about this? And oh, what, what about the what about your future? And he just kept ducking those yeah, questions. I mean, that's silly in the middle of the, of the in, whole thing. In, in all this, when they haven't even won the whole thing yet, there's going to be time for it. But as we can kind of read the tea leaves here. He just hired Don Yee, Tom, you know, most famously Tom Brady's agent, mm-hmm. and it represents NFL guys. That he's likely going to be an NFL coach next season, getting a heck of a lot of money, especially if he walks it off, winning a national championship with Michigan, which I think he's going to do. But in the meantime. When I say you kind of take on your personality of your of your coach, there's some there's some chaotic energy about all things Harbaugh. And I think this team and again, not to get too cliche here, but when you watch Michigan play, they are not this otherworldly, incredibly dynamic team. No, they're not a monster, but they are a team. And they play, oddly enough, the complimentary football you expect. They're not, not going to wow you offensively. They're going to get things done defensively. And they can overcome the miscues like we saw on special teams. And you mentioned they've just got dudes. Yes, on, on the defense, they simply have dudes. Or in the case of Corum, somebody who can step up and get you the yards that you need. Or McCarthy, who can step up and get you plays at the end. Did he have a great game? Not necessarily, but he made some great plays yeah, it's in 20, that game. It's 20 to 13. They get the ball with three minutes left. That, well, that money was on the table there. there That's were, where the money was. Well, I mean, there was the the trickeration too, where he's literally and McCarthy's literally falling back, and he manages yeah. to make a throw. And I forgot who the wide receiver was, but he ends up making that catch. So I think Michigan's going to ultimately win it all. And regardless of who their opponent was yesterday, Michigan I thought was going to win, which gets us to the Florida State equation. I thought it was really really odd. Which, by the way, before we get to the Florida State equation. Shout out to Copiers Plus for sponsoring mm-hmm. and being our presenting sponsor for this podcast. They're going to be helping us throughout all of 2024, which we're very, very excited about. So if you have any sort of print or ma- document management questions, hit them up. Let's get modernized for 2024. So head on over to copiers-plus.com. Yeah, I, th- I think I have to go see Drew finally get myself a Kia Sarah. <laughs> it's time. Is yeah. it time? Yeah. Well, we we could talk about this another day, but <laughs> you worried about tax season already? Oh, for sure. But um, you know, working on like retirement accounts and stuff like that. Oh yeah, like actual business part of the business. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. 
wait a minute, but that's your role. Dude. I understand that, but like I'm saying, you're the CFO, Joe. You got to get a little organized, and that's where Copiers Plus, yeah. Copiers plus.com can help. Yeah. So about Florida State, and I, I put this on social media last night. If your immediate reaction last night to Michigan beating Alabama, Alabama losing with one loss, having beaten Georgia in the SEC championship game was, well, I mean, you telling me that Florida State couldn't have put up the same fight as Alabama? If that was your immediate thought last night, are you on the ACC's payroll? And, and given how Florida State has gone about their business over the last couple of weeks and fighting the ACC on their way out, why would you even want to promote FSU at this point? It was that's an embarrassing level of ACC simping that not even I, somebody who is accused of being an ACC simp, can go. If you talk about the old days, funny thing about the old days is that they're the old days. But if this were the old days and I wanted to start maximum chaos arguments, you don't invoke Florida State, y'all. Florida State's old news. That's last year. If you really want to advance the argument, if you really want to get people fired up, if you want to go blades of steel or whatever that movie was called if you want to get the people going you invoke georgia a team that crushed florida state a team that we are still trying to process how did you lose to alabama in the sec championship game that's that's the real mystery that's that's the argument starter if you want to get people going they're saving by the way also i I just don't think georgia is great offensively Mm mm-hmm uh, and yeah, you know, they just scored sixty three points. Cool, I get that. That well, game. I mean, let's take nothing from that game, no. other than we saw this last year. Remember, Georgia effectively lost to Ohio State in the playoff last year. Yeah, but they won the game, and then that's when you saw them unleash the fury on TCU. So, to Kirby Smart's credit, they lo- they did actually lose the outcome to Alabama, and then he unleashes the fury in the next mm-hmm. game because, as you've said. Georgia is a little bit of like, hey, are we really motivated? We've done this thing for three years in a row. There's a lot of that. There was that. That yeah. was their entire problem all year. That shouldn't have been an issue against Alabama. I think they, I think they got out coached against Alabama. To be perfectly mm-hmm. honest with them, and Milroo played a great game against them. And I don't think Georgia's offense is is at that type of level. Um, but my real takeaway from this weekend was, honestly, I said it the day of. I'll say it again. I said it before. I'll say it till the end of time. If you're Florida State. The conference you're mad at is the SEC. Yeah. The school specifically you're mad at is Georgia. If Georgia had beaten Alabama as they should have, and if they play 10 more times, they probably win nine of those games. Mm-hmm. Then it's four unbeaten power five teams. Those four teams make the playoff and play for the national championship. Not any, not Texas, not Alabama, not anybody else. You're in. So again, the team you should really be mad at is Georgia. Ultimately, the committee got it right. If the point is to put two games together that give you maximum content, two games together that give you maximum entertainment, compelling matchups, then they got it right. I disagree in the sense that there was no right answer this year. Mm-hmm. This this is one of those riddles. Like, did you ever... I, my seventh grade English teacher gave us this thing where if you can convince me that you can use one of the genie's wishes yeah. and it's, it's truly for good, then I'll give you... I think she offered us $5 in, mm-hmm. in 1988 or 89. That's a lot of money. It was. And everything she had a reason why it wasn't a good wish, mm-hmm. right? So I think this little, this is like that riddle. Okay. Like you're sitting here going, there was a right answer. There was no right answer this year. You know why, Joe? Because in 2014, the five conferences sat down and said, I know. every year we are guaranteed to have at least one of us left out. And we're going to, we're going to have that argument removed. 
next mm-hmm. year when we go to 12. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get some chaos in the 12-team playoff, don't get me wrong. But part of the compelling reason why we are so obsessed with college football is that never-ending argument. The argument starters, the chaos. Ah, the yellow pad is out. Can what I? Do we, what can, do we have here? I, I need to get this on the record. And sure. I'm going to do a better job of this in, in 2024. <laughs> is that your, is that your resolution? going to clip this and mark this and save this for future sure, days so sure, that we sure. have it. Uh, I started this about 15 years ago and how to fix college football. Here is a quick checklist because mm-hmm. I think it's gaining some momentum after people are sitting through some awful, truly awful bowl games that seemingly no one cares about, including the players who are in the games. Mm-hmm. So my plan, the Gilio master plan to fix college football. Number one, pay the players. Huh? The NCAA president himself has now suggested that. Number two, add a second open date to each season this is this this avoids anybody having to play on short rest at any time during the year mind blown rocket surgery right number three play one double a opponents in the preseason so instead of playing campbell in november if you're carolina you're going to play that game like the second week of august you're going to get everybody on the roster a chance to play you're going to let people come into the stadium they're going to pay you're still going to make money you're going to pay campbell all those good things win-win for everyone Number four, expand the playoff and have automatic bids, which is then going to put more value on the regular season. And you're going to see more conference games, which is coming. Okay. And now number five, which is the one that was the one everyone's been talking about all week. Again, this is from 2010. Move the bowl games to week zero and week one. Still play them. At their neutral site. Mm-hmm. How many players opt out of a Florida State Georgia game that's played start down the in the Orange Bowl on the, the last Saturday of August? How many? Yeah. None. Mm-hmm. Not one. What do you think the ratings for that game might be? Pretty monstrous. Mm. Hmm. I'm glad to see everyone else starting to come around to all of my ideas <laughs> to fix college football. <laughs> I say this. I say this. You're welcome. Housekeeping. We have, speaking of football, we've got Tecmo. Football coming up February 4th. We need, I can't wait. We need contestants. Uh, this is, there's going to be a cash prize. There is an entry fee for this, but we have a Tecmo Super Bowl tournament that we're going to have at Shady's in February. That February 4th, that's uh, the day after the Duke Carolina game. That is the weekend in between the NFL Conference Championship games and the Super Bowl. What better time to fill that gap between championship games and the Super Bowl than? A Tecmo Super Bowl at Shady's. So email us if you want to participate. We've had a couple of people email us uh, looking for more uh, more information to enter. So just shoot us an email. The OG goes digital at gmail.com. And then uh, I guess Julia will, will, will tell you how to send the money. We over. got 25 bucks to play. Okay. We'll do this uh, uh, Catholic church style. We'll 50-50 this thing. Yeah. That means $400 goes to the winner. Okay. Pretty good. Sounds very good. For a Sunday. Go over there. See what you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might even be more in the pot because we are going to auction off the best teams once we get to the final four. <laughs> right. So a minimum of a $400 payout. Also, drinks. We'll have some food. Yeah. We'll have a little camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And there's no football going on that day. Heck, I might set some gambling lines on some of these games. <laughs> I'll have the governor come after me. You come and get me. Uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Big thanks to Matt Davis over at State Farm. Check him out online at insuregarner.com or the OGinsurance.com or call him directly, 919-779-8277. Uh, we're all about 
making sure you save money in 2024, whether it's through print management or through your insurance, which is a really easy way to save money. Just call them. Yeah, you might not know either. That's the thing. So check out your own policy. If Matt can save you money, he's going to save you money. And he's also willing to have a conversation with you and say, hey, I can help you. And if you can't, so what? Also, big thanks to Homefield, homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23. Shout out to everybody who used the promo code for the holidays. And I saw a lot of people tweeting out. Minimum of five bomber, bomber jackets, jackets T-shirts, all that stuff. Now treat yourself. Get something over at homefieldapparel.com. Again, use that promo code OG23. No, we're playing the depressing music because it doesn't really matter what the ACC does. People still want to clown the ACC. Uh, ACC had a very decent bowl season, actually, Joe. A very decent bowl season. Uh, despite the fact that the Georgia-Florida State game played out the way that it did, they finished with an, a 7-5 and five record against the SEC. For the season? For the season. Okay. Yeah, 7-5 and five against the SEC overall in, uh, in 2023. First time that's happened since 2016. Pretty cool, huh? Are, are you trolling me right now? Pretty cool, right? Because right, you just said that you were a simp for the <laughs> ACC. What, what was decent about the ACC's bowl season? Duke beating Troy? The vibes, man. Boston College beating future ACC member SMU? Vibes. Right? That was actually Duke the is best all vibes. Result. Duke is all vibes. I, tr- I tried. You know what's funny about the bowl season? And we'll we'll do a little bit of like a, a, a speed run through the bowl season before we get into the Panthers and the NFL. What do... Here's my here is my frustration when we talk about the bowls. If we all recognize, wait, what part of this was decent to you? What? Say, <laughs> if if the goal is to beat the SEC, Joe, wait, wait a second, Joe. If the goal is to beat the SEC, they had a good year, seven and five against the SEC. Oh, because Clemp beat Kentucky. Yeah, it was great, great game, exciting game. I don't see a lot of decent in here. I know. I'm trying, Joe. Georgia Tech beats Central Florida. Syracuse no showed. Yeah, Duke rallied. Yeah, Louisville got embarrassed. They did by USC's backups. VT feeling good in the rain. That was good. Mm-hmm. The heels, the Wolves. Yeah, well, uh, can't lose on SMU BC. And then, oh sweet baby Jesus, try to explain it to your dad in 1987 <laughs> that the U was going to lose to Joe, Rutgers in Joe, Yankee Joe, Stadium. That Joe, would be a mind-bending Joe, 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 experience. Joe, focus on the 7 and 5 against the SEC. Okay. Just focus on that. That's my that's my that's my goal here. To focus on I feel the like positive. You're just trolling me there cuz you in the previous segment you said uh, even even I am like not that big of a simp. Now you're like, "Oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs> what? It was great. It was 7 and 5 what against the SEC." So, here's the, <laughs> here's the thing about here's the thing about bowls. You, you, you had you, you had threw an, me for a loop there. On you our, had an on entire, our first recording of 2024. You had your whole thing there, uh, how to fix the bowl yes. season mm-hmm. and things like that. Does it really need fixing when we have mascots sacrificing themselves for a team to eat? It, it does. Yes. Does it, it need? It does. does it need fixing when coaches are getting mayo baths? I mean, if we recognize that the that bowls, wasn't even mayo. That was that was white water. It was, let's uh, yeah. let's be quick to point that out. So. Bowl season's funny to me because Although after they nearly kill, killed Beamer that first yeah, year, it knocked him on the back. Of like the head. I get it now. Like yeah, just dump the white colored water. On, yeah, because on the guy. otherwise way too heavy. Yeah, the consistency yeah, was, was way too heavy. Or just viscosity get, was a problem. Or just get the guy who plays Reacher on Amazon to be the one who lifts the entire thing and then dump it on somebody because he's a big dude. 
here's my here's my frustration when we talk about bowls. I think everybody goes into the season, into bowl season, understanding what they are in this day and age. The rosters are in complete flux because of the opt-outs and everything else. The coaching staffs can be in flux too. Yeah. Because of guys going to different jobs or guys getting fired or leaving for other schools, XYZ. We all understand it's holiday programming too. Like it's just they exist and ESPN owns a lot of these bowls because they know all but like two. They know that you're going to watch them because you're stuck at home and you're not really doing anything. I mean, that's that's what I did this past weekend, right? So we all recognize they're just glorified exhibitions. Then why is it that so many people are mad when their team loses? Now, if you're coming at me from the, like, you know what? I wanted to watch Dave Dorn eat a mascot. Okay, cool. I wanted to see Mac Brown get dumped mayonnaise on him. Okay, I get that. Like, my brother is texting me pissed because he was at the Pop-Tarts board in Orlando. Pissed at that game. Why, man? Why? It's it, It's almost like you can't have it both ways. That being said, I do think there are some things you can ultimately take away from the various bowl games. Let's start with the Wolves, shall we, since I'm on the topic of the, uh, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. NC State is kind of like how I am this time of the year when I look in my closet and I see those old size 34 Celtics <laughs> jeans that I picked. I mean, I I, I spent good 34, money. On. Dear Lord. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I spent college. good money. I spent good money on those jeans 10 years ago. And I always 30. think, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get back in those 34s. That's state with the 10th win. I'm going to do it. This is it. This is our chance. Here we go. It's only happened once in 118 years, which my brother appropriately wore that Gator Bowl sweater that I gave him as a thrift gift a couple years ago. Back nice. in two, right? Yeah. But that's still just a fun trivia fact. That's still the last time NC State has won, or the only time NC State has won 10 games. It's been told to me that they people who work at NC State really, really, really don't like it when I say this, but it is true. Yeah. NC State can't have nice things. They can't. And I, I dedicated the the Law of the Wolf podcast with uh, J.C. Zimple to this entire topic. But it's true. And I talked about this before from 2018 when Dave Dorn himself said, mm-hmm. we can handle when people doubt us. When people tell us we stink, we can handle it. He, he goes, the second we're happy, though, we can't handle it. We can't handle being happy. So how's we that going to handle play? success? So how's that going to play in the next year? That's what that's his number one job. Yeah, because he has proven now. He can scramble with it with the best of them. He can cockroach mm-hmm. with the best of them. But you have to you have to now prove that you can handle some expectations, that you can handle success, that you can handle people talking and saying nice things about you and not just turning some imaginary slight from Steve Smith on a different channel while you're on the CW. Like yeah. <laughs> watching our year interview, I completely forgot that he had called out Steve Smith mm-hmm. while he was on the CW. Mm-hmm. And Steve Smith was on ESPN yeah. like hours before. Yeah. Like, what are we do? like these, so that's these the are mind the mind trick. games these are the mind that's... games that they that they play and he successfully can do mm-hmm. so now the next step for state is to figure out how to handle success because their schedule next year is after that Tennessee game is super manageable super manageable and there's no reason they shouldn't be in Charlotte next year for the ACC championship well, game speak speaking of Charlotte that gets us to UNC again same situation no Drake May I don't think anybody on the UNC side though expected them to win the football game with with the players that they had, right? They, they had see the thing about state was they really only had one guy opt out. 
they had what? No, he Wilson. Now right? he was super important. Well, that, well, it was funny. <laughs> you know, I was looking at the box score because I I was I was in the mountains and I kind of paid attention to the NC State Kansas State game. Watched some of the highlights. I looked at the box score. You know, the biggest thing that stuck out to me, and that's where that one player factors in. You know what stuck out to me? Turnovers. Turnovers. Yep. NC State was, I think, thirteenth in the country in turnover margin at plus point seven. Okay, that's in the UNC win. They had three yep. turnovers. They Two played picks, a very fumble. They played a very specific way in that five game winning streak. Yep. And they basically did none of those things really until the second half defensively. And yep. it by the they gave up 21 points in the first half. It was too much. So and, and turnover margin can be a very fleeting thing, but it's not lost on me that your key driver of a oh, lot of those things was missing in that game. That was and that was the real reason that your brother and some state fans and others would be mad. Kansas State had 18 guys not playing, including their quarterback. You called it not the quarterback, 18 guys <laughs> not playing. Play they had like a new coordinator. <laughs> I mean, you called it, it before was, we left. And it was like still like, wait a minute. Why, why? do you guys look like the organized ones? And NC State doesn't. Right. So I, I guess well, that's that, why I think Carolina, when you don't have Drake made, yeah, you now, have some of the issues that they've had. I mean, the, the issue with and talking, I don't think that final score was indicative for Carolina eh, of the game itself. Eh. Here's the issue with Carolina. If we're looking big picture, I, I, if, if, we're, if we're workshopping things going okay. forward, right? Where's this all going for the heels? Yeah. Where is it all going? That's that's the problem that I think Carolina football fans have right now with Mac Brown. Where's this going, man? Because you had a couple cracks at it with Drake May. And it's it's almost like look, I don't want to I don't want to turn this into like banging on uh on Mac Brown, but I do think that regardless of who your defensive coordinator is, this is just kind of who you are under Mac Brown. And uh, Chris over at Dagon box scores, put this together. And it's, it's again, it's, it's indicative of a Mac Brown UNC team and what it's going to be remembered for, unless they just shock the world next year. When they play in September and October, they are plus 185 in point differential from 2021 to 2023. But once they get into November and December over the last three years, they are minus 105 in point differential, four in 10 in the months of November and December. So as he puts it, and a lot of Carolina fans are also uh, put it, and something I completely understand and why I ask, where is this all going? When Mac Brown, dis- and you know this bothers me, it's bothered me all season. When Mac Brown dismissively says things like, well, you know, seven wins, eight wins is pretty good for around here. No, that's not the expectation you set, number one, when you came back. Number two, if you were to tell most NC State and North Carolina fans, hey, man, you're going to have an eight-win season with a chance at nine. You're going to have a nine-win season with a chance at 10. I think most people go, okay, cool. I think most people go like that. And Who's the quarterback, though? Well, I mean, that's where it gets also, to, right? It's also in who you beat, like NC State, yes. right? Yep. NC State seasons have been completely rewired based on how they've gotten to that record and who they've beaten to get to that record, which includes beating and embarrassing North Carolina. When North Carolina gets to eight wins, it happens because they start out hot, people get all worked up, and then it just falls out from them. And it shows a lack of toughness from UNC, which again, gets to Mac Brown. How he, and I don't want to belabor the whole signing day thing where he decided that's the spot where he wanted to call out Dave Doran. That's where I think Carolina football fans are right to look at what's going on with Mac Brown and go, what are we doing here, man? What's next year going to be about? What's the future of this program look like? Thanks for coming back and resetting things. Thanks for getting the hype train back with North Carolina. But we kind of know what you are right now, and that's not good enough for a lot of fans, and I don't blame them. 
Yeah, from from the game specifically, I, I did like the cut of Connor Harrell's jib. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he, he was fine. He missed some throws, but I thought like super athletic. I mm-hmm. thought he moved around really nice. I, and you put that with Amari on Hampton next year, like a full package deal. I, they they have a chance now, but what's that chance to be? It's probably you know a seven eight win team. Mm-hmm. And then you look at their schedule next year. They they somehow avoid all of the new teams, which is weird. They don't play Stanford, Cal, or SMU next year yeah. at all. That's weird to me. Um, so they have a bit of a classic schedule. The, the game that's going to be interesting for me, and, and we've seen this before with Carolina, especially early in the season. You talk about how they like to build momentum. Sure. Keep an eye on this one. They play James Madison the third week of the year next year. Mm-hmm. Now, you might think, oh, James Madison, they're still a one A team or this or that. Mm. James Madison's pretty good. And th- this has South Florida, big South Florida energy to me. I got you. Uh, the year where Bunning finally got fired. Yeah. Where they were like, okay, there's nobody here at the game. It's a noon game. The built the stadium's empty, and we're getting run out of the gym by a smaller, you know, conference team. Mm-hmm. It, that has potential to be a game to circle and, and be worried about next year for them. But yeah, I mean, the, the way that they're they're constructed. They could they could have the same record next year. They could they could go eight and four next year. But again, it's it's who you beat right. along the way. But you to also make that don't happen. have a well, you know, you don't have an NFL quarterback. You don't have a guy who everyone's going to have warm and fuzzy memories about either. So that's where they. We had a big discussion in in the G four about like was this year successful for NC State? And it's like, well, yeah, well they they yeah. won nine games again. It's like, yeah, well they do that all the time. And it's like, okay, well maybe. What's wrong with that? But if you're the, NC State, but it's what you said about the wins and who they were yes. over, and it was also it also has to do with the expectations, mm. right? Like, I don't think it's the right way to choose the ACC coach of the year because we do that all the time. Hey, I thought this team was going to stink. Now, hey, you're you're better than I thought. We thought you were going to suck. But that is go. one way to look at a season and go down. This team. Yeah. Just just as Alabama was limited, yeah, this state team was pretty limited. So for them to beat Clemson and Carolina for the second time in three years, beat Wake Forest too, and to win at Wake, now it doesn't end the way you want it to end. But I would argue that's because you know Peyton Wilson didn't play in that football game. He was so much a part of who they were. Of course, like it's really when you, hard. When you take them. him out of the equation, that's that's what you're kind of kind of get. Every time we talk about college football, brought to you by Wings Over. Check them out in downtown Raleigh, in Chapel Hill, and in Greenville. Wings Over has great online ordering, makes it super, super simple. And most importantly, when you say you're going to pick up the wings at that time, um, on time, they are ready at that time. So check them out, Wings Over. A lot of people getting Wings Over over the holiday break, too. Oh, I mean, love to see Ryan that. just makes it too easy. Love you go to, to wingsover.com, you order, free parking in the back, and then you're like, oh my gosh, these wings are, are better than yours. One, one last thing about the bowl season is we're kind of like speed running everything here. Um, Florida State, we didn't talk about too much about the Florida State-Georgia thing, right? And from Florida State's perspective and what it all meant, right? I don't think that them getting run by Georgia in any way, shape, or form crystallizes an argument about whether they should have been included in the college football playoff. No, there there was nothing to be had from that game. This is a classic case of multiple things can be true at once, all right? The result of the Orange Bowl, in my opinion, does not change the calculus of Florida State being in the college, they should have been in the college football playoff. In, in my opinion, they should have been. Okay, the games are supposed to matter, right? You went undefeated, and you if you start getting into the vibes and the semantics of well, your quarterback and this and that. I mean, for heaven's sake, Michigan might win the national championship based on defense and not a great quarterback, right? Anyway, and while I understand when you're told the games do not matter, 
and we're snubbing you from the college football playoff. I do not blame a single player for opting out. Even the backup quarterback saying, I got to transfer. This is when the window's up. That's, that's the part of it that's broken is this, it is. this calendar. The calendar is stupid. You, you make fun of me for doing some Tarantino-esque editing sometimes on the podcast. College football's calendar is a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Like the end is at the beginning and the middle happens in the three. Like it's the strangest thing. And that's where you have to fix it with the way the calendar works out. Said's dead, baby. Said's dead. <laughs> Whose chopper is this? But here's where I think I'm. You tell me if I'm off, I'm off base here wanting this. I would have loved it if Florida State doubled down in the way that Georgia doubled down to make a point. I would have loved it if Florida State went out there. Everybody played. And they were going for 14-0. That they were going to beat an SEC championship caliber team, Georgia. That they were going to walk out of there claiming a national title, saying, we belonged. You left us out. Look at what we just did to Georgia. We are national title contenders. Make up the t-shirts. Have Ron DeSantis throw a parade for you because you know he'd be down for the clicks. So you do all these types of things, right? I, I'm disappointed that that's how they went about it. I get why they quote-unquote quit but i would have liked it had they had gone in and doubled down yeah, they, on it they had three choices and i think either of the first two would have been right they made the wrong choice yeah so there are three choices do not play in the football game if you're if you weren't going to show up literally Don't, do not show yeah, up just say we're 13 and 0 you left us out this yes. is the nit we're not going to the nit mm-hmm. you have a precedent we're not playing number two you go all balls in and you say hey we're going to do what you just said we're going to come out here we're going to show you and then they picked number three. They they half-assed the thing. They took a half measure. Brutal. And they got embarrassed. And quite frankly, it was Georgia's backups for three quarters in that mm-hmm. football game that, you know, Kirby Smart, as we've said before, he he, he ain't one to mess with. Collins Avenue. Now we're getting into some drink tossing. I can yeah, feel yeah, it in my plums. You can feel it in your plums now. Before we get to drink tossing, uh, big thanks to Hometown Realty. Check them out online, myhtr.com. Uh, you just got done with your own holiday speed run, and you're going, man, this house just isn't getting it done for the holidays. We had a bunch of people over. It felt crowded. Or you got a bunch of new stuff. You don't know where to put it. You need a bigger house. You need new construction. Hometown Realty comes into play. Six locations from here to the coast, more than 250 agents. And yes, more than 60% of the business at Hometown Realty is in new construction. Best way to get those incentives from new construction is to go through Hometown Realty. They have a very effective, efficient website. It's myhtr.com. Big thanks to Whitaker and Hammer as well. Maybe you just bought a house. You got to close it. Whitaker and Hammer can handle that. Attorneys and counselors at law, they have all sorts of legal services for you. Check them out at wh.lawyer. Yeah, we need to schedule a, a time for Josh to join us to explain some of this Florida State lawsuit oh, to dude, us. Dude, we got time. Okay. We got time. We have all the way until August. We, no, we, we got, got time. I get that part. <laughs> There's so much time. We'll spend some more time talking about it tomorrow because, uh, yes, I do have some thoughts on what's going on with Florida State and the ACC. But we definitely have thoughts when it comes to the Carolina Panthers having an absolute no-show against the Jaguars. Now, the Jaguars are still playing for something, even without Trevor Lawrence, who was out with an injury. But every time you think, man, this season can't get any worse for the Carolina Panthers, they find a way to make things worse. It's one thing to get shut out by the Jaguars on the road after so many people had been optimistic 
about the direction of Bryce Young, what they showed in a loss to Green Bay. They felt good. They had the warm fuzzies after dragging a victory over the Atlanta Falcons who have their own issues they have to resolve. So the way they played with just a, just nothing, nothing to be optimistic about coming out of the Jaguars game is one thing. But when the owner of the team decides to make an ass of himself in public on the road, well, we've hit a new level of bottom for the Carolina Panthers. I, again, I, I find myself, I'm repeating myself with a, a theme of the day with speed running. I feel like David Tepper is doing the um, add water, like instant mix of how to become the most clowned owner in the NFL. Like, all right. Yeah, we lost Snyder. We, lost, we don't what have do we, Snyder. What do we got? <laughs> you know, RIP Jerry Richardson, you know, like, okay, okay. Like, I, I mean, what's funny is that, not that we know of, Tepper hasn't done anything on the level of Dan Snyder. Right. You know, he hasn't done anything on the level of Jerry Richardson. He hasn't even been popped with bags of cash and various other things in his car like Jim Irsay. But David Tepper continues to position himself as the guy that you go, man, you're, are you that guy? Really? And that extended itself with tossing a drink. I had assumed this game was at home when, when the initial reports had come out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then when I saw it was on the road, I'm like, why are you going to the... Like, all the owners go to the games, man. They all go. Somebody needs to sit this guy down, Joe. Somebody <laughs> needs to sit this guy down. So here is... Um, here is This is somebody taking a video from another suite. And uh, I've been if, in Jacksonville on New Year's. That's nowhere you need to be. Uh, Just stay home, man. You don't want to go watch to the, the game at home. You don't want to go to the Hard Rock on the on the riverfront. No, that's not that's not the no. move. That's not the move. Hey, don't ever forget our friend Mike Kelly got the Super Bowl to Jacksonville. Oh, I know. Okay, I know he did. That was <laughs> a big deal. One of the great accomplishments. A huge of accomplishment the, of the last hundred years. And I'll never forget Tony Kornheiser <laughs> because it ended up being cold in Jacksonville too. It wasn't like your typical they had Florida stay on the boats and the. Oh, it was brutal. And and Tony Kornheiser on PTI just clowning the entire existence of the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. So here, let, let's 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 start. Let's do a little let's do a little breakdown. If you're watching on YouTube. First and foremost, you got uh, Scott Fitterer, the general manager, sitting there, hands in pockets, which is very symbolic of Scott Fitterer's tenure as the general manager of the Carolina Panthers so far. Just kind of like, yep, did some things, not really working out, but I'm not really worried about my job. So uh, the you know we got the footage, clearly they got some level of security there. I don't know, something's being said, and then there's there's David Tepper. David Tepper does the the water toss. The fans clearly upset that the water's been tossed at him. So he climbs up and starts looking into the suite to see who did it. There's a little flourish. Did you see the little flourish from David Tepper? Like the hand flick <laughs> uh, club twirl in golf. Yeah. Look, look at the flick of the wrist. What does he think? He's like, what is he clay Thompson out here? Just like <laughs> wrist up. Like, here we go. Right. Yes. To your point. It's a, uh, it's a golf flick, right? Is he throwing that at a Panther fan or a Jaguar? I think he was throwing it at a Jack or allegedly throwing it at a Jaguar fan. Here's the thing. Stay home. Watch the game from home, man. You don't need to be there. That is some Bravo reality show sequence right there. That is some Bachelor, Bachelorette. Yes. There's drama. The cat meme. The, the woman yelling yes. at the cat. Yelling at the cat. Like, how dare you? That is behavior that I expect out of a reality show, out of yes. people that are there to make a scene. That is behavior that I would expect out of 
Desperate my, Housewives. My toddler, my, my toddlers, when they were strapped to the high chair and didn't like the meal, and the only way that they could protest the fact they didn't like the meal. Jackson absolutely did that. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Classic case of, I don't like this. <laughs> Every, like, if, you, if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't expect that out of an owner. So I'm watching this, and it's like, I almost feel like we should do a meeting with David Tepper in the way that he would do a meeting with himself and 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 Frank Reich and everybody else who comes in. It's like, I need you to work on his footwork. So right off the bat, I don't like David Tepper's decision-making here. If this were an RPO, why did you choose to pass in this situation? You should have kept the cup and run back with it. That was the move you were supposed to make, not throw that's poor decision-making from an owner. And then there's the footwork. You're just backpedaling on that cut. You could have fallen over. You should turn your body over completely and then make the exit to then go to the team and complain about being shut out. All these were very, very amateur moves by the owner. Of much Like Robert Kraft would never have done that. Robert Kraft would have... Actually, wait a minute. Robert Kraft would do other things in the privacy, not in public display. But regardless, that's not what a veteran owner would do. I need, I need more, it's like quarterbacky, like Lamar Jackson. I need ownery from David Tepper in this regard. Didn't like it. Do we want to talk about how many different ways they screwed up the offseason? Dude, we is, have. Is this Lamar Jackson thing just like. We have. Like, I, I can't forget our conversation with certain Colts fans who were yes. like, no, he's not good enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's going to Lamar Jackson's going to go out there and win I, the MVP. One of the great FU tours of all time. Yes. Love it. And remember, never forget, never forget that teams including the Carolina Panthers went out of their oh, way. They sent out releases. To oh, tell we're not you, interested. We're not interested. Okay. It's called collusion. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Have you have you seen some of this coat riding in the the NFL media Illuminati for what? It's like, I think it's Rich Eisen who's like, everyone who keeps saying nobody wanted Lamar Jackson, you have it all wrong. The Ravens were going to match any offer. And it was like, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> like, they absolutely lowballed him. Yeah. And look, I get it. I think it was, I think it was Peter King finally who was like, hey, here's what the breakdown is. He is injury prone. They weren't going to give him a Deshaun Watson type contract. Lamar wanted the guaranteed money like that ultimately mm -hmm. ended up working out, but it's like, no, you can't retcon that all like even the Falcons think about the Falcons and right. their wing T freaking offense, right. what they would look like with Lamar Jackson. Yes. Like, Oh no, no, we have no, we're, we're good with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke I mean, guys. Come on. You, let's be honest with ourselves. You asked the, you know, you can ask the question, can things get any worse for the Carolina Panthers? Is this the bottom for the Carolina Panthers uh, and David Tepper tossing this water? At a fan. The fact that they haven't said anything, by the way, like in classic David Tepper fashion, they're going to act like it never happened. Sure. Which is bizarre to me. The NFL is aware of it. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up getting a, he gets a fine, but what's a fine to David Tepper at this point in time? The fine should be, you're not allowed to go to the road games. Please uh, just, yeah, stay, just stay, home, stay home, dude. Right. So this isn't like take, for the number one seed in the NFC. Take the Chicago bears, right? Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, he's Feisty. getting, they're getting the chance. You know, we Feisty. want Fields. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Bears are in position, thanks to the Carolina Panthers and their decision to go up and get Bryce Young, to maybe not even take a quarterback because uh, they might, they might double down on Justin Fields, yeah. which is 
not something that we thought about at the beginning of the season, but that's what this year was all about with the Bears and Justin Fields. Does he look like Tua Tungavailo and the Miami Dolphins? We're going to give you opportunities to show if you are the guy, and then we can build around you. I could see a similar situation happening in Chicago with Justin Fields going forward. Especially if you throw Marvin Harrison Jr. on that team. And you've got quarterbacks coming down the line. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix Jr. There's any number of QBs that people are going to be really excited about this offseason. One of those guys could have been for the Carolina Panthers, given how the year has gone. Oh, you but, mean number one overall? Yeah, number one overall. Or even number two. Even number two. They're, they're in, because this quarterback class is better than last year's quarterback class. I just hope they figure out that they need a, a hard reset on offense. I hope they understand yeah. that. Yeah, And obviously, you try it with Bryce Young. You probably give him the next two years. Mm-hmm. But the clock's already taken on him. Agree. Agree. Every time we talk about the Carolina Panthers, brought to you by Graffiti. Check them out in downtown Cary. They just celebrated their one-year anniversary. They got great things coming up for 2024. So go check them out in downtown Cary. Now, speaking of great things for 2024, Breeze Through's got some great things for 2024. Yes, they do. We want to do a show with the Taj Mahal. Uh, I do. Do we not? Yes. Yeah. We need to get him on that over in Cary. Uh, 17 locations in mm-hmm. North Carolina, including that one over on IOS Road in Cary, which I consider to be the, that's the, the ultimate one. Breeze Through. But of course, the go-to, your standard, Edwardsville and Trinity, they're all over the place. Garner, Clayton, you name it, they're there. Um, and not just for gas. Mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of hydration needs you've been proud of me on uh, new year's eve i had uh i had coffee nice liquor, liquor drinks yeah that's how i stayed awake good I for you myself. good for you and big thanks to butcher's market new location off of lake boone locations across the triangle location in wilmington um i'm going to the butcher's market for lunch today okay myself a steak sandwich i did steak tips. Too long. i did steak tips on new year's eve so i have to go to the home base uh millbrook and Six forks, yeah, for the sandwich. But butcher's market, listen, come on, people, Good make stuff. it happen, make it happen. To the NFL, you mentioned Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens <sighs> and what they did to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, they're on some kind of heater. They are. I think. I think we can all agree that going into the going into Week 18. As we start looking at legitimate Super Bowl contenders, it is the San Francisco 49ers who are going to do their best to keep Christian McCaffrey off the field over the next three weeks because they need him healthy. Oh, okay. Yes. So you got the San Francisco 49ers and you got the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to be going in as the top teams, the hottest teams, the teams that everybody believes will be in the Super Bowl. Everybody's off the Eagles, including me. Mm -hmm. I had that one wrong. You got there. I finally got there. With, I mean, losing to Arizona the way the Eagles did with stuff still to play for. Come on. Like they they have losing the Super Bowl is a thing that can wreck a team, man. And it's looking like they're a one and done situation. Please tell me you're going to mention the masterpiece that was the Saturday night game between the Lions and the Cowboys. <laughs> tell me that wasn't an all time clinic in teams adopting the personality of their coaches. Yeah, you got the classic Mike McCarthy, as we've come to know and love from the (laughs) Dallas Cowboys and why nobody can trust them. And then our guy, Dan Campbell, tripling down, tripling down on trying to win the game. At one point, I'm like, yeah, man, go out there and win the game. Ooh, you got screwed. You know what? Just take the points. Get to. Oh, you're going to do it again. Okay, all right. You got bailed out. You got bailed out. Penalty. 
They moved you back up. You just, just kick the field goal, man. Just go, no, you're doing it again. You're doing it again. And they end up losing that game. The wild thing about two-point play is, is everybody practices one. Yes. And you could tell they had practiced they that practiced one. The one. They had it ready to go. It yes. was in the chamber. They were yes. ready. Yes. And then it was like, uh-oh. We, we, we even out, we fooled the referee. We tricked the referee. Doing it again. <laughs> That's when you're like, uh, I might not have another one of no. these. La- now, in fairness, on the one that fa- ultimately failed, the guy was wide open. Yeah, wide the open. The stretch and, just made a bad throw. And also the ref screwed. I mean, there was so much wrong. So there's, it was a triple play, if you will. It the was refs, the coaches, everything was, was classic wrong. Dan Campbell, like, yes. and it was classic Lions energy in it. But Mike McCarthy somehow getting away with the gross mismanagement of the clock again. Mm-hmm. And I, I will just point this out to you as people get hot about the Cowboys and they, and now that's cooled off in their subsequent losses these last few weeks. But it's like, think about it. Just, just think about this. And you, again, you just read it to yourself and you think about it. There has never been a coach in the history of the National Football League to win the Super Bowl with two different teams. Mm-hmm. Do you really think Mike McCarthy no. is going to be the first to do it? He's not going to be the do first. Do you to do really it. think that's going to happen? Two other notes about the NFL before we get to some Hey Joe questions. This is where you're going to talk about the Bills, isn't it? We'll close on that. Okay. The Chiefs. Have we not? Do we all not recognize what's going on with the Chiefs right now at this point? They won their division. Cool. Why are you starting the year this way? Why are you making me feel so good about no, myself? No, 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 no. Don't feel good. See, this. I knew you were going to do this. I set you up and you gave me exactly what I was looking for. You're out here. You're out here like trying to take a victory lap. Like, see, I told you about Tyree Kill. What did the Chiefs do last year? What did the Chiefs do last year without Tyree Kill? They got super lucky. They won the Super Bowl last year. And the amount of doofuses, including you, that are trying to take a victory lap. Like, see, I told you. This is what happens when you move on from Tyreek Hill. They won the damn Super Bowl. You're going to miss me. They don't. Okay? They they don't. They might miss Eric Bieniemy. They might miss him. But here's, here's what I'm curious about with the Chiefs, and they're pulling it out of their ass right now. Who's to say they don't continue doing that in the playoffs? Because I'm not going to count out Patrick Mahomes. No. They, they have one more. They have one good half of football left in them. Let's see when it is. They have good defense. They do, uh, Excellent defense. And if the wide receivers can stop doing dumb things, the world is their oyster. Speaking, speaking of reading paragraphs, I think it was Peter King. You know, I was reading the how they won the Super Bowl last yeah. year. And it was like, because Sky Moore caught this pass uh-huh. and because Kadarius Tony, and uh-huh. I'm like, I mean, the eye roll for me was Dude, like MVS like, guy more when MVS makes Kadarius a carry you, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Carolina Panthers getting to the Super Bowl that yeah. year. It's like, oh, Philly man. Brown, <laughs> man, Ted Kidman a catch. <laughs> and then they got to the Super Bowl. And they're like, oh, there, okay, okay, there, he there is. we go. There he is. <laughs> I think that's actually what's kind of happening with the Chiefs this year. It's like, hey, man, the defense is good. You still have Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's, shout great. Out. that's a great. Comp there. That's shout, a great comp. Shout out to all the supposed football knowers who break down all 22 film and they tell me, oh, you've never played the game. Tell me you don't watch the Chiefs without telling me you don't watch the Chiefs. All going, is uh is Taylor Swift the reason why uh the yes. Chiefs are yeah oh slow clap guys. He's distracted. Yes, yes. Please. That you want to talk about blatant clout chasing, <laughs> invoking Taylor Swift is the reason why Yoko the Chiefs Roma. find themselves in this case. Yeah, guys. Maybe it has something to do with their wide receivers, which gets us to game 272. The last game of the regular season between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Oh, nice. So the, the Dolphins who just lost Bradley Chubb. Yeah. On top of Jalen Phillips already. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think what's funny, well, I know your point about the Dolphins and defense. What happened to the Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens is yet another example of Mike McCarthy and scheme them up, stay on script. When things are going for you, oh, it all works out. McDaniel. Yeah. When, it, when McDaniel. it's hot, it's hot. When it's hot, it's hot. And it started out that way. It looked like we were just going to get fireworks throughout that entire game. But then the Baltimore Ravens did a good job of going, oh, oh, okay, we see what you're doing. And they adjusted and they got the Dolphins off track. And once they get off track and they have to play from behind, I just do not trust the Dolphins. You couple that with the fact that Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills absolutely love sticking to it, sticking it to the Dolphins. And this is somebody who grew up going to those 90s Dolphins Bills games with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas, Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer, sticking it to the Miami Dolphins. And I have a feeling it's going to happen again. Uh, Tyler Dunn, who's done a really great job of covering the Buffalo Bills this year with his Sean McDermott piece yeah. and everything else, pointed this out. And I'm like, ooh, this is this is not good. This is not good for the uh for the Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen is nine and two lifetime with over 3,000 passing yards, 31 touchdowns, five interceptions, and another 571 yards rushing with five scores against the Dolphins. Just something to keep in mind this week. I'm looking up the Bear, the Bills uh, Super Bowl odds for you. However, here's, be great. here's where your mistake is. There's one thing when they do it to the Dolphins, much like we saw in week four this year, although these are completely different teams. I would argue that the Bills are fool's gold. After they drubbed the can- the Cowboys and you yeah. dubbed them the team you don't want to face in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. I reminded you they might not even make the playoffs. It's still in play, right? <laughs> still in play, number one. Number two, on their way to being that team, they have not looked, since the, the Cowboys game, they have not looked like that squad that you dubbed the team you don't want to see in January. They beat teams led by Easton Stick and Bailey Zapp, and they were up and down games where they were relying on defense and trying to balance it on the run game. Now, it looked great against the Dallas Cowboys where they absolutely mashed them up front, but you even called that a scheduled loss for the Dallas Cowboys. Eight eight to one, by the way, for the Bills. I would not trust the Buffalo Bills at all, at all, based on what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, and it's going to happen. They're going to beat the Dolphins, and people are going to be like, oh, here we go, here we go, and it's like, you haven't really watched, you haven't really watched the Bills over the last couple of weeks. I think we want collectively we want to root for the bills because we just want them to win something sure I like, get that part. like you know between the bills and the browns you know how this ends mm-hmm. right i just hope they don't play each other because then it's like okay now one of them has to lose you'd rather have the heartbreak of like mahomes is dead the chiefs are dead and then he beats the browns or he beats the bills and you're like Argh. now in defense of the miami dolphins I'll, I'll i'll give them this before my dad decides to text me in the yeah. middle of this show the Dolphins have done a good job of bouncing back from embarrassing losses. Yeah. Uh, and I can see them. They are 7-1 at home this year. And I can see them bouncing back. They seem unbothered by those types of losses. So something to keep an eye on going into the last game of the season. Should be a good one. Thanks to Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority for sponsoring Ovias and Jellio. Check them out. Bugsbite.com. Yeah, Hayes was down at the uh, in Orlando at the bowl game, and he was like, "I was like, hey man, uh, I got ants in my kitchen. I'm on it." Next day, crew was out there nice. taking care of some ants for me. So all you gotta do is go to bugsbite.com. 
Hayes doesn't believe in contracts, but does believe in saving you money, particularly if you go with bundles. So go check them out. Bugsbite.com. Real easy. Punch in your zip code. You'll see all kinds of ways to save on protecting your home. We'll get out of here on some Hey Joe questions. Thanks to Anthony over at Oakwood Pizza Box uh, for sponsoring Hey Joe. And this edition of Hey Joe really is just going to be a all the tweets and whatnot. So people have mentioned us on Instagram. Those Instagram stories go away, so I can't pull them up. Oh, okay. So shout out to everybody on Instagram who had tagged us, OG, OG Triangle Media on Instagram, with their gifts, whether it was something oh. from Breaking Tea, whether it was something from Home Field, whether it was, hey, holiday, let me go get some food. I went to XYZ, right? Even better gift was the, the OG playing on Christmas Day. Yes. In the background. So like we got Gabe. Resupply mission at Butcher's Market. Buffalo Ooh. chicken dip, elite game day snack. And yes, delicious. Gabe, actually, now this makes sense because Gabe, I think it, it must have been Gabe who came up to me while I was checking out at the Butcher's Market <laughs> and said to me, nice to see you putting your money where your mouth is. Oh, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I've always got a Butcher's Market. Yes. Come on now. That's, that's where it's at. Uh, we can go over to Steve, who went to Oakwood Pizza Box. Mm. Great recommendation for dinner. Rung out 2023 with Oakwood Pizza Box. Man, so many people that were shouting out our sponsors. I love to see it. Woj out here getting the game day on for Notre Dame. Woj pulled wings a double. Over. He did pull a double. <laughs> he got wings and he got pizza. Love to see that. Love to see that. Just like I love seeing people with the merch. We got Clark. He's got the positive vibes only from Breaking Tea. Go get your shirt over at BreakingTea.com. We had people that were checking out the show. Got the, got the yeah, yeah. Uh, jacket too. We got Dulcet uh, uh, Ductile Iron Man yeah, bud. on his way to uh, Orlando. To Orlando, listening to the best of. Love to see that. And then, yes, you mentioned a lot of people that were watching us on Christmas Day. Christmas trees. Yeah, those are the best. Ones. The YouTube was up. You guys it's followed a Christmas through. miracle. I loved seeing all of that. It was great to see. There was a lot more of these. You know, we got uh, our friends over at Bull City, uh, Duke football coverage, ben, rocking the yeah, hoodie. Yeah. Ben rocking the hoodie uh, over with the hoodie uh, looks bad. Hoodie is our best one. Oh, yeah, easily. That's really nice. Easily. Anna, That's Anna. Yeah, Anna knocked yeah. it out of the park with uh, with that yeah. hoodie. So uh, I was really excited to see that. What else do we have here? We have, oh, yeah, we had uh, we had some bomber jacket action. We got Mark Andrew Wood Mark, with the yeah. bomber jacket. Where's our, that really is a nice bomber jacket. Where's our Joe Wagstaff action? Where's Joe? Let me see if I can pull up Joe real quick. Joe, his wife is the one who got it for him. He's, he's got the bomber jacket. Yeah. Look at the see? smile on his face. <laughs> like, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> we also, again, we had the double. We had Christmas Day with hoodie. Alex and Jess oh. with the hoodie. Watching the show. Love to see that. Beauty. But most importantly, Joe, it's finally here. Yes. Time. To unveil the kitten of the month. Are you ready? I am ready. 2024. January starts with. No, no. This is, oh, no. This is this the lead up. Because you got to do that. What do we have? Oh, oh look at this. I don't know anything about cats. So you tell me what kind I of cats no, they are. They're cute cats. They're cute and fluffy cats. Okay. I have no idea what kind of cats they are. Aww. But um, I'm allergic just looking at the cats. But they're cute. <laughs> Getting sneezy over there already. <laughs> Start to itch. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see. I'll tell you this, though. Once we get to the orange cat page. I might get a little emotional. Need some alone time. I might need some alone time. <laughs> Thinking about my guy Roy. But right now, that's some fine looking felines right there. And we get to enjoy them throughout the entire month of January. Beautiful. Very excited about that. Love it. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. <laughs>
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.